0: Hello and welcome to the 141st episode of Dentime Podcast. Uh, Today I have Jordan with me. Hello, Jordan. Hey, I'm back. He's back, and we're going to be talking about stuff. This is a regular podcast, nothing crazy, nothing special. Uh, So, uh, yeah, tell me about what you're playing right now, Jordan.
1: Uh, So there's two main games I've been playing recently. One is Risk of Rain 2, which came out with its 1.0 release recently. Uh, And it's a game that I have a lot of history with because I extensively played the... The first game, Risk of Rain, and then the second game I really, really like. And I've, I've almost gotten 100% of the achievements in it so far. And yeah. it's already the 1.0 release. Um, oh, my God. Because yeah. <laughs> um, I played the early access as well. But, like, it's a and game And they didn't really, have achievements, really right? Um, it, they did, but not as many. Um, oh, okay. They added a whole bunch of new ones. And I've been, like, collecting all the artifacts and getting all the items. But cool. Yeah. And that's, uh, for those who don't know, it's Risk of Rain is a... Or Risk of Rain 2. I mean, it applies to both. But Risk of Rain is a roguelike. So, it's... You go in there with a specific character and you have certain abilities. You collect items over the course of uh, of several stages and then you can either loop infinitely or you can beat the game by defeating a final boss. And yeah, it's really fun. It's got a cool, like cartoony art style. It's 3D. The first one was uh, 2D. And this new one, it's a 3D version. They have new characters and all kinds of crazy items. And it's four player co-op, although you can mod it to have like more than four. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a cool, fun game. And then alongside that, I've recently been playing Remnant from the Ashes. Have you heard of that game?
0: No. What is that?
1: Yeah. So it's free on Epic Game Store. That's the only reason I started playing it because it was free. One of my friends, he bought it a while ago and he was like, oh, hey, we should check this out. You should check this out because it's free. So two of my other or there's three of us, uh, one friend who bought it and then two of us are playing it since it was free on the Epic Game Store. Mm -hmm. And it's essentially a it's Dark Souls with guns is the best way I can put it and co-op. Okay. and I know a lot of games are like, oh, it's like Dark Souls. But this game, it's very clear that there is Dark Souls inspiration. Like, there's a bonfire mechanic. Instead of a bonfire, it's like a crystal, oh. and you sit at it, and then you recharge all your abilities and your your healing and whatever, and it resets all the enemies. And then the gameplay style, you can tell, is very, very Dark Souls. There's a lot of mechanics based around dodging and uh, invincibility frames. But, you know, there's guns, which sounds like it would be easier. But the thing is, your enemies also have guns, mm-hmm. so you have to be aware of that. And so right. you can use snipers and shotguns, and there's a laser rifle, and there's all kinds of cool stuff. And it's co-op, which I know Dark Souls has a co-op mechanic, but I'm not a big fan of the Dark Souls like summoning and invading co-op mechanic. This mm-hmm. one is just straight up, you join each other, you go on missions together. And what's really cool about it is every playthrough you do... Well, so you have, like, a, a a playthrough of the game from beginning to end, right? And there's, like, bosses right. and levels along the way. And when you restart the game and you start a new playthrough, it will be different. Like, the levels will be different. The bosses that you encounter may be different. Like, you don't encounter every boss on every playthrough of the game. Right. And so if you're playing with a friend's save file or if you're playing your save file or if you start a new one, then it's the game's going to be different. And there's also several ways to kill bosses. Like, there's one boss where if you blow off his legs and kill him... Then you get like this cool melee weapon, but if you kill him the normal way, then you get a shotgun. So, and you only can beat him once per playthrough. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like it's encouraging you to replay. Uh, we haven't gotten to the point where we've beaten the game yet. That's just knowledge I know of uh, secondhand from people who've played the game before. But yeah, it's really fun. I recommend it if you're into that sort of Dark Souls uh, style of gameplay where it's really it's difficult. You're gonna die quite a bit. <laughs> Uh, and it's kind of a learn-as-you-go mechanic where it's like you get killed by something and you learn, okay, well, now I know how this works. Now I'm going to go back into it. So it can be kind of frustrating, not for everyone. Um, but, yeah, Remnant from the Ashes, really cool game. You can definitely see the Dark Souls uh, inspiration. And it's got, it's a, it's a looter shooter. You, there's loot you collect and upgrade and all like that. Like Borderlands. So, yeah, similar-ish, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And you've been playing Borderlands?
1: Uh yeah, I've been playing that too because one of my friends, he uh, he's studying uh, he's in grad school right now and he recently is on a break and he has not touched Borderlands 3. I've actually beat that game twice. Oh my god. With two different characters. Uh, and then my friend came in, and he's like, oh, hey, I haven't touched this game at all. Would you be willing to play with me again? I was like, all right, I, I could make another third character because <laughs> there's four characters you can play. Right, as in World right, Wars three. Right. And so I've I've done Moe's, who's the gunner. I've played with Flack, who's normally a sniper character, and now I'm playing as Amaro, who's like a shotgun close uh-huh. quarter combat character, um, and it's, it's pretty fun, and I have, we, he hasn't, obviously hasn't touched the game or the DLC, and I've only played one of the DLC, right. so I'm kind of excited to get to that point and play through the DLC, but... Also, Borderlands Three. Also, highly recommend.
0: Is there? A, did you play the dinosaur one yet? No, that's the latest one. Ah, uh,
1: so I played the Handsome Jackpot, which is a casino okay. one. it's casino themed and it includes some characters from previous games. Yeah, and then I only gotten a little bit way through the uh, Love Guns and Tentacles one, which is like a Cthulhu-ish uh, DLC. It's kind of cool. Uh, but I've only gotten a little bit away into that one, and then the third one is about dinosaurs and outlaws, and <laughs> that one I'm excited to get into, uh, but <laughs> still haven't gotten there yet.
0: Yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I, yeah, I remember seeing all the trailers with the dinosaurs in it. I was like, that's cool. That looks really cool. Yeah, yeah. So they fi- they're finally getting to it, and you said it's finally released. So. Yep. Uh. Yeah. Let us know how it is when you finish it, or when you start playing it. Yeah. Uh. That so you're busy you got three games on your plate yep, you're playing yep, among other things yeah <laughs> yes yes um, on my end dbd of course it's always going to be there and uh speaking of dbd they're coming out with a uh, graphical update soon oh, to improve cool. yeah the look of the game the levels the lighting all that stuff so that's really exciting um and recently I beat Ghost of Tsushima, and you, of course, know this because yes, you were watching I, I me was, the whole time.
1: <laughs> I was watching you for, like, 90% of the game. I was there watching, watching so you play through it.
0: How – well, I mean, you didn't really miss any of the important stuff. You were always there for the major stuff, yeah. the, um, the main the main story quests. So from someone that wasn't playing the game, did you still feel immersed? Did you still feel part of yeah, the world? I feel
1: like it was entertaining to watch. Like, yeah. It was a, definitely an entertaining watch because there's so many ways you can handle different situations. Yes. And, like, the story was pretty – like – to be honest, the story of Ghost of Tsushima is pretty straightforward. Yeah, like there aren't any major twists. There's some twists, but you can kind of see them coming. You're like, this yeah. guy's probably gonna stab you in the back, but <laughs> it's not gonna turn out the way that they they you know seem to be portraying it as. Like, it, it, I wouldn't say there's any crazy story element er, elements to Ghost of Tsushima. Right, right. That doesn't mean it's a bad story, though. You know, yeah. it's still an engaging story, and I enjoyed watching it fall like you know fold out. And yeah, like it's, uh, yeah, I I enjoyed watching it. It was yeah. pretty cool. It's it's cinematic. You know, and that's kind of the point, right?
0: Oh, yeah. We're not going to talk about any spoiler-specific story beats or anything that's regarding, like, specific characters and what happens to them in the future. But, like, uh, I want to talk about Kenji because I thought he was going to kill us. Well, I'm glad he didn't. <laughs> this yeah. isn't really a spoiler for the character Kenji because he's just like a whatever. They only do three missions for him. Everyone else is nine missions. He's like three yeah. missions and you're done. He's like a whatever character because he's just there for a hot second and then he's like, I'm helping out. And I'm like, All right, okay, cool. I'm never going to see you ever again. <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought he was going to be really sleazy and then somehow get the Mongols to come kill us because he was like so buddy buddy with the Mongols, <laughs> you know? But uh, I don't, I'm glad it didn't happen that way.
1: Yeah. I would say one criticism I have of the game. Uh, and, you know, this, this is even coming from someone who only watched it. Sure. But, uh, you know, without saying any major spoilers, like, there's one exception. But other than that one exception, there aren't a lot of big player choices. It's mostly just you play and things happen. Like, there aren't a lot of... Like, the a lot of the choice moments are made for you in a cutscene, right? Right. Um, there aren't a lot of moments where it's like, oh, you could make this big decision or you could make this big decision. It's right, just, like, right. The story just happens. Which, again, is not a bad thing. Like, the same thing happens in The Last of Us. It's mostly just... You the, the characters make the choices on a cutscene, but I think it would have been cool to have more of those big player choices that affect the world, because they kind of make one at the end. They, they 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 do show you one choice at the end, but like yeah, like I wish there was more of that.
0: No, I know what you mean. It's like in a main mission, you can either go in as the ghost or the samurai. Yeah, right? but in
1: the end, it doesn't really matter. Exactly, like, it's yeah. not gonna affect the world in any way.
0: The only time that you get choices of what you do is uh, when you're fighting Mongol bases. Yeah, and like, but then those don't really they have an effect on how you liberate each part of the islands, but not as an overall story beat. Yeah. You know, like doing killing innocent people would definitely change how people think of you, but they don't have the mechanic. Right. And killing a bunch of Mongols doesn't really give you like that sense that you're helping the islands as a whole because you're the only one doing it. Yeah. And like, I don't know how to describe this. It's like your actions in the overworld, are not as big as the ones you do when you're doing a story beat, right? Yeah. Like like one of the main story missions where you're f- supposed to go on a path, Yeah. but everything there is already written for you, so it doesn't feel like you have a lot of choices.
1: Yeah, so like one thing I would have thought would have been interesting is because throughout the game, you recruit allies, right? right you have right. these people. I thought it would have been interesting and would have added to replayability if they made it... Oh, certain allies will only join you if you do these certain actions. Right. Like, like it has to be one or the other. Like if you take things the stealth way and you poison people, then these guys will side with you. But if you take things the honorable way and you face it like a samurai, then these guys will side with you. Right. I thought that would have been cool if they made it that way. That way you would be encouraged to make different choices on a different playthrough. But you know, again, I'm not gonna I'm it's not a huge gripe. I'm just saying it would have been interesting if they did it that way.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um I mean I I would have I think it would have been a different game. Yeah. Um. It still. I think it still deserves all the praise and and fanfare that it does get because yeah. It's, yeah oh, definitely. oh my god, it's such a beautiful game. The music, the the yeah, visuals. The, yeah, the
1: acting's pretty solid.
0: Yeah. I love the oversaturation of all the colors like the the sky blue is like super blue. Yeah, and the they time. include
1: different environments which I'm not sh- I'm not sure so sure how realistic that is. <laughs> no. But there's yeah, <laughs> there's some very different environments uh, throughout like this place is clearly in autumn and this place is clearly right. in winter and this place is clearly in summer and yeah. so it's like but but you can go through each place and it always looks the same. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's definitely visually stunning. Uh, the action looks fun. Um, and there's a lot of variety, at least in terms of the way you tackle, again, maybe the story is always going to be the same, but in terms of the way you tackle situations, there's a lot of variety. And so that's really cool. Yeah. The skill trees and all that.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think it's, it's really different too, in a lot of ways, like the way that they use the wind as a waypoint, as opposed to having an actual waypoint. Um, yeah, <laughs> having animals like come up to you and like you're basically Cinderella and they lead you everywhere. Yeah, like there's
1: slight supernatural elements, but for the most part, it's pretty grounded, which is right. kind of cool, like interesting. Where it's like you make it realistic, but you add these slight supernatural elements for the sake of gameplay. Like again, like way- leading you waypoints or mm-hmm. letting you unlock things or. There's like one quest where you fight some kind of monk guy who I'm not sure if he was real or not. But
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, and
1: yeah. then you fight him in this weird dream sequence and it's just like what? <laughs> but okay, yeah. I won't say exactly what that mission is. No, you know, no spoilers there, but yeah, there's this weird mission where you fight a guy in this crazy dream sequence and then you kill him obviously, but then He's just not there when you wake up, so it's. I don't know what's going on there, but
0: he's like, oh, and you run, he runs away. He's like, okay, <laughs> we're <laughs> yeah, done. So I don't know,
1: but yeah, there's some slight supernatural elements to it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, overall, it's a pretty grounded game, which is interesting.
0: It's implied that your dad is the
1: wind, yeah, or yep. something like that. Yeah,
0: but and I guess your dad is the animals too. Because these animals wouldn't generally come up to you. Like, oh, you're the savior of Tsushima. And then they like try to help you. It's like, they don't know that. Yeah, <laughs> They're just I animals. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, like foxes and the golden birds specifically. Yeah. Um, and the cows that don't care. Every, every other animal is like, whatever, dude. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a a different game as opposed to The Last of Us Part Two, which yeah. we both experienced together as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a more positive game, I would say. There's still some things that yeah. lean towards like being sad.
1: I mean, there's a lot of death. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people dying. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it seems more of a traditional story as opposed to Last of Us 2, which was definitely going for something more controversial. Right, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's like watching a really sad movie and then, like, watching The Lord of the Rings and seeing them just, like, kill a bunch of people. Like, that's how it feels. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah. you're a superhero. Or it's like watching a Marvel movie. You know, you're like, oh, man, this is awesome. Just seeing the heroes win. Because you want to win. You want Jin to win in the game. Because he's a hero.
1: Yeah, and, and and like and I we've discussed this as well as like in Ghost of Tsushima, you feel like you're liberating people. You feel like you're doing the right thing by killing the Mongols at you know at this time. Right. And uh, in Last of Us 2, they make you feel terrible about killing people,
0: <laughs> and people around you die, and you're like, oh my god. Uh, you
1: just they make the, the whole point of the game yeah. is to make you feel bad for the things that you're doing. And right. Ghost of Tsushima, no, like you said, you feel like the hero. You feel like yeah. you're doing the right thing. So you know that's the difference there.
0: But then it's it's funny because when we were playing, when I was playing it, and you were like, "Are you literally the only person doing all this?" Because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, "Wait, there's other people that should have survived." Like. Some characters like Sensei Ishikawa are too busy doing other things. <laughs> He's
1: yeah, just yeah, so like, focused. Like every town, every town that got liberated, every Mongol fort that got destroyed was because of one guy. Yeah, you, the main character. Nobody. That's that, that's another again minor gripe. Right. Is it doesn't feel like the world is alive. Like the world only happens when you are there. Yeah. So it's like it doesn't feel like there's a greater world out there. Uh, but again, you know, you could argue. Well, you get to participate in everything, so there's that element to it. Uh, but yeah, like, like literally Jin is the only one doing anything.
0: <laughs> Nobody else is doing anything. It's so funny. Yeah. You mentioned that because right down to the last part of the game, remember when you have to push the cart, you're yeah. literally the only person there. I'm like, yeah, there's yeah. literally no one else around to help you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, do I got to do everything on this Island? <laughs> yeah. It's like, come on, come on. Uh, no, it's, oh my God. Yeah. There's for people who are completionists, the game is a collect It's a collect-a-fest. I think a lot of people that, uh, just love exploring that the game is meant to be explored. The studio wants you to explore every nook and cranny yep. of the game. Um, I platinum the game. I mean there it is you don't have to collect everything to platinum the game. It's actually quite easy to do it as long as you have an like as long as you get really far in the game and you understand the mechanics and how things work and have all the fun little weapons. I think you can definitely 100% the game pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Um that is not to say if there's DLC that comes out in the future, which I will talk about later. Uh uh it it will definitely add some more achievements and I might have to get Steel dlc to complete the game because it's one of two games that i've platinumed on playstation the first one is sleeping dogs <laughs> yeah. definitive edition and it took a long time for me to platinum that game because there's some things in there that i'm like this is hard uh but uh yeah with uh ghost of tsushima it was awesome uh one minor detail i want to go back to is uh the seasons how it was like spring summer fall and winter on the island yeah basically and how unrealistic it was it's funny because I guess it's supposed to imply oh this is taking place over a long period of time. Yeah. It only took place like over a, a month or two in in the actual battle of Tsushima. Yeah. Which was which was yeah, 1274. Um So I'm like I guess that's just they wanted to display the different climates to you from the island. Yeah,
1: I, again, I get it. It's from like our artistic and gameplay stuff standpoint you know they want to be able to show what tsushima looks like in different seasons or in different parts of tsushima because otherwise it would look all the same everywhere and that would be boring
0: yeah yeah exactly exactly and it's just it's just it's really cool to look at because you go from like the red yellow trees to like a stark white in the north yeah you know um and i think it's 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 awesome like it's the game handles it really well too you know like overall yeah
1: and you can make haikus which oh. <laughs> is a weird thing but it actually is kind of cool because yeah. it's like very the way it's done is very cinematic yeah and that's another you know area where they do give the player choice it ultimately doesn't change anything based on what you choose what haiku like they give you certain options to make the haiku right and no matter what you make you're gonna probably gonna get the same reward at the end um but like it's nice to have that little player customization where you make your own haiku and it, it plays out really cinematic.
0: Yeah. It's just a way for your character to say different lines and for you to choose what you think attains to that phrase, like reflect on refuge or reflect on death, you know, and yeah. then you decide like, Oh, what do I think about death of these three choices that I, that are pre-picked for me? Yeah. You know, it's a multiple <laughs> <Yeah>. choice question <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. The music I think is really cool too. A lot of people have been like describing this as breath of the wild um which i am playing <laughs> right yeah. now but uh well,
1: i could see that yeah
0: yeah and um yeah i mean there's a lot of comparisons because it's it takes place in a expansive world you have a horse mm-hmm. and you have a sword and you and fight a bow and arrow. yeah and a bow and arrow and i could see how i mean the people the same people said that about uh uh, uh 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 horizon zero dawn yeah like but you don't have a horse in that game but i could see how there's a lot of comparisons drawn i would say that Ghost of Tsushima is more akin to Breath of the Wild as opposed to Horizon Zero Dawn, which mm-hmm. I have yet to finish, and as does Elisa, we'll, we'll get to it eventually. Yeah. Um, so do you think there's going to be a sequel for Ghost of Tsushima? Uh, probably. <coughs> I mean,
1: but what would it be about? Right. The Battle of Tsushima is over.
0: So, so there so were how, actually yeah. two invasions by the Mongols oh, to Japan. One well, how, in 1274. Okay. And the other one in 1281. So. So not too far. Apart. Yeah. Jin will still be alive. It'll just be you know a few years uh, older.
1: Okay. Yeah, I can see that.
0: So um, for those that don't know, in the actual Battle of Tsushima that, t- that took place in the same time period, the Ghosts of Tsushima does, which is 1274. Um, there was a huge typhoon at the end mm-hmm. um, <coughs> called a kamikaze. kamikaze and it uh, blew all the ships away so that there were only a few ships left. And then some of the Mongols were stranded on the island. So the samurai just got out of their hiding places and just stabbed all of them because <laughs> they're just like, well, there's more of us than you now. So it uh, looks like you guys are stuck here. And then this, when the second time that the Mongols tried to invade, another storm came through and blew them away. <laughs> so Japan has formally never been invaded. The mainland of Japan has never been invaded by an outside force, which is interesting. You know, it's one of I the mean, few think, countries. Yeah, I think
1: that's what led to the
0: empire of Japan. You know, yeah. not
1: to get too far into the history of Japan, right. right.
0: They're like, we're so strong. We could beat anything. It's <laughs> yeah, like, OK, yeah. well, <laughs> yeah, come a little, you your know? hubris, your hubris yeah. is getting too far ahead. Uh okay yeah I'm, I'm I'm really looking forward to the sequel of Ghost of Tsushima. Obviously if it's going to be called Ghost of Tsushima, it's going to take place on Tsushima once again. I don't know how much of the assets they're going to reuse. Like I don't know if it's going to Yeah. I, like what are you going to do from that point? Cuz you already have the map built.
1: You would have to change it. And that's another parallel right. to Breath of the Wild because Breath of the Wild too 2- also takes place on the same map, right? Right. Yeah, uh, and so, it's implied. Yeah. Yeah, but there would have to be. So I'm interesting how Nintendo is going to handle that. It Was like, how do you make it different enough that it feels new and fresh? Right. While also familiar enough that you know it feels like the same. It's capturing the same essence.
0: I'm sure Sucker Punch is going to be taking notes. Yeah, and obviously
1: <laughs> a sequel is going to have to take place on. Tsushima, of course. Like like right. you said, it, there's precedence for another battle, um, but yeah, like the game is so tied to the idea of Tsushima and the spirit of Tsushima. and right. like it's it's so much tied to that that, of course, like you're, you're they're not gonna make it take place on the mainland of Japan and make it co- something completely different. It wouldn't be really be a sequel to Ghost of Tsushima.
0: Well, a lot you know? of people have been saying uh, the next game will should take place as Tomoe as the main character and her time on the mainland. But then mm. I'm like, that's not Tsushima. That's just the mainland. But maybe she has to go back to Tsushima and save something. Uh, I, I could see you like know? it
1: having like dual locations you know, yeah, where same. you're going back and forth. I could see that, but... I, Tsushima seems so core to the game, right? Like to the spirit of the game, that I can't imagine. It wouldn't really be a sequel if it took place somewhere else.
0: Yeah. No, I'd love to see two different maps. I want to see parts of the mainland Japan, maybe like Kyoto, because they talked about Kyoto in the game. And I yeah. want to see Kyoto, but I still want to see the all of like, Tsushima map, because I think that'll be really cool. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, we'll get the next con, you know, fight that guy. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be another one. Whoever, yeah, there will always be another one. didn't he say that in the game he's like oh there's that's
1: true at the end he does say something well yeah exactly that's why i stopped i was uh, like wait i don't want to get into spoilers but yeah it's implied that someone would you know like well you know spoiler alert for history obviously they didn't (laughs) invade they didn't succeed in invading tsushima right um but yeah like obviously there's an implication at the end that someone else would come along which again historically did happen right Well, well i mean it's not really that much of a spoiler
0: the event as a whole is not a spoiler, but the characters in the game definitely are the spoiler. And I, I realized yeah, yeah. at the beginning, I was like, we're not going to spoil characters, and I totally just talked about Kenji. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I didn't say what happens to Kenji. <laughs> like,
1: just don't go into this game expecting a whole bunch of twists and turns. There's not too much of that. Again, it's based on historical events, obviously, exaggeration in some of the characters. Right, made up, right. But, you know, like, you're going into it for a beautiful story that isn't supposed to, like,. It's not Last of Us 2. It's not like, whoa, what? I can't believe that happened. What? What am I doing now? It's just right. like, oh, wow. This, exactly, this happened exactly as I expected it to happen, but it was cool. Right. You know, that's what you should go into
0: Ghost of Tsushima, <laughs> That's exactly That's how I felt. Remember when I killed that guy and took his clothes? Yeah. I was like, this is really cool, <laughs> but it's not real because I just took his clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
1: it, it's not going to surprise you on the story front, but it's still really cool and really yes. beautiful. Agreed.
0: Agreed. And grappling hook. Everyone loves grappling hooks. It's very unrealistic, but again,
1: <laughs> gameplay. Gameplay over realism. He, like,
0: he shoots it out of somewhere yeah, and it grapples on. It just on fires
1: something. out of you. So, <laughs> like, you don't even swing it. It just shoots out of you. Exactly. But, all right,
0: sure, it's whatever. Like, hey, all right, we'll take this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool game. Can't wait for a sequel. I really want a sequel. Um, I mean, I'm buying a PS5 no matter what, so I'm getting that game.
1: Yeah, and again, I, I do hope they add some more elements of player choice in this sequel. Yeah. Because, I'm sure they're listening. Because, again, this is not just me saying, oh, I want the entire game to change. Like, as I said, they do give you an important choice at the end. Right. But I just wish that there was more of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, one little fun fact about Sucker Punch. I actually didn't know that they made the uh, uh, the Sly Cooper games. That was, that was like their first major trilogy first major game series was Sly Cooper yeah. and then it was Infamous I know about Infamous but I didn't know who made Sly Cooper and I was like oh shoot yeah Sucker Punch
1: yeah I didn't know that they, I, I haven't seen yeah. Sly Cooper in forever so yeah, I didn't yeah. know anything about it
0: well there's like there's an easter egg uh that's an that's a trophy in the game where oh. if you wear a specific outfit that is like has like the like the the emblem of Sly Cooper then you'll yeah. unlock that trophy and I was like huh why was that And I was like oh yeah of course they made Sly Cooper and it was like a special headband that had like a little hook Cause he, mm-hmm. Sly Cooper's weapon is like a hook, and oh, then like is, yeah, the staff. Yeah, and then his like colors, his color armor, and I was like, oh, and then like a bow, like with special colors, and I was like, oh, I have all that stuff, and I put it on, and then it was like, oh, you unlock this trophy. I was like, what? <laughs> okay, Sly Cooper cool. reference. Yeah. yeah. So I, I cause like a whole time I was like, where are there, where are the uh, references to other like Sucker Punch games, and I didn't know that. Oh yeah, of course Sly Cooper, of course. So yeah. very few Easter eggs in the game overall yeah um
1: and again to be very vague the people who beat the game will know what i'm talking about but the choice that i referred to like let's say they make a sequel and the sequel is also about Jin in tsushima how i wonder what they're gonna how they're gonna handle that choice at the end because the choice is very a big choice right and like how is that gonna affect the sequel if it's also again if it's also about Jin, if it's about a separate character they could just it'll just be very vague but if it is about right. Jin, like, how are they going to address that choice? It's going to, choose,
0: yeah, like, like, basically the choice is which color armor are you going to choose, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, then, yeah. And then and then yeah. And then it's just like, but I think they're going to go with the, the, that, the color that I didn't choose first, as you know. I think they're going to go with the color I chose second. Yeah, yes, that seems more canon. Yes. like it would be more of the because canon. Because it feels like that. The other one just felt really Last of Us 2 you know? Yeah.
1: I'm not really sure why they gave you a choice. But you know, I'm happy that they give you. Choice, I Because, again, be- I'm promoting that idea, but I'm curious as to why they left any kind of dramatic choice until the very end.
0: I think it's because they wanted you to have an attachment to the beginning of the game. Oh, from okay. from that point on, you're like, oh crap, okay, this is real. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, yeah. uh, like how do I feel as? How did I? How did I feel as my journey through this game went? And how do I feel towards what's happening? You know, yeah. in front of me. What? How do I feel towards both of these choices? And I think. Yeah, I mean, like we we you and I like debated a little bit, like which one when should I choose? And then I was like, yeah, I I think I should just choose this route. And I was like, hmm, this doesn't seem right. And then I was like, oh yeah, I have another save, and just did that. And I, <laughs> I was like, I can see both now. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was the second choice that I made is the one that they're gonna build a yeah, sequel I off could of. Yeah, I can see that. Um, but because I think it'll be really cool, you know, I think it'll really be a really cool game. Yeah,
1: they'll have, have a redemption part of it. So we'll see
0: yeah, it. yeah. But anyways, no more spoilers. Sorry for whoever's listening you can totally skip
1: all that part I, we tried to be as vague as possible so hopefully that yeah. didn't really tell you much <laughs> yeah at least
0: it hasn't even started this game yet and i already platinumed it so yeah damn alisa i'm sorry <laughs> i beat this game uh um another so i mentioned before breath of the wild is uh on my queue right now that i'm currently playing mm-hmm. um it's fun i mean i think I, I think there's like that whole i was i was still thinking about Ghost of Tsushima and I wanted to play that but I pretty beat it so there's nothing else I could do in that game. So yeah. uh, I was like, oh damn, I need another fix. And I was like, alright, Breath of the Wild it is. <laughs> so I started playing it. I'm actually disappointed by the horse controls. It's not the same as <laughs> as uh, Ghost of Tsushima and I get stuck a lot being on a horse. Uh, it's a really fun game though. Uh, Breath yeah, of the Wild is... Yeah,
1: because uh, with Breath of the Wild you have I would say it excels more in the exploration aspect right? Absolutely. You can climb on anything and you can absolutely. go anywhere whereas with Ghost of Tsushima you're kind of locked out of certain areas. And yeah. The exploration is you're kind of limited to like, oh, you can only climb in this area or you only can go up these mountains, right? Right, Whereas right. Whereas Breath of the Wild, you can kind of just go anywhere.
0: Yeah, like literally the the point of Breath of the Wild was if you could see it, you can go to it. I think that's what Eiji Aonuma, the producer said, uh-huh. or was it Shigeru Miyamoto. But like one of them was like, yeah, if you could see it, you can go to it. And I think that's that speaks true to Breath of the Wild. And that's why a lot of people compare Ghost of Tsushima to Breath of the Wild because yeah. you can see like this giant cherry blossom tree at the top of a mountain. You're like damn, that looks really cool. And you're like, oh, shit, I can actually go there. So I think that's really cool how both of those games have parallels to each other in that sense yeah. of exploration. Because, again, I mentioned Sucker Punch wants you to explore. They want you to see everything, do everything. They want you to go to a lot of places that you probably wouldn't see. And I think that's why when when you finish uh, like raiding a Mongol base on Ghost of Tsushima, it'll like like kind of explode on the mini-map, and it'll show you like the area is now clear and there's no mm-hmm. more fog. And that'll have question marks because they want you to go to that area and see what's there. Basically, Ghost of Tsushima is uh, it's, it's for people that are compulsive and they just want to do everything at once. Because every yeah. time I saw that little yellow bird, remember, I'm like, ah, damn, <laughs> there it is again. I'm in the middle of a battle and it just comes out of nowhere. I'm like, dude, go away. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a very much an exploration or uh, open. it's very open world. And, again, there are certain parts that are sectioned off until you complete a certain Right, world. right. Um, but, yeah, it's... Pretty much an open world game.
0: Zelda is different in that aspect because you, from the very beginning, af- well, not from the very beginning. After you get the glider, you have to go. You can go anywhere in the game, but the, there's a specific set point. It's like go to Kakariko Village after you finish the Great Plateau. You're like, okay, cool. I'm gonna go there. But what if I go to Hyrule Castle? No, you're gonna get destroyed by the guardians and probably whatever lies there. Because remember we did that one time with Jairus? Yeah. We're like, let's just go to let's just go to the castle, see what happens. So yeah. we went to the castle and then fucking died.
1: Yeah, yeah, but and, <laughs> and I I like that aspect of Breath of the Wild where it's yeah. like you're not actually like physically locked out of an area. Right. You can right. go there. Right. You'll just die. Exactly, exactly. But, like it lets you explore and say, Okay, well this area is super high level, so I know I know to come back there when I'm when I have the right gear yeah right so and I, I appreciate that more uh, that that open-world aspect of it but you know I get why other games might just physically lock you off
0: yeah no totally um, yeah breath of the wilds good so far I, I I finished Kakariko village and I went to the next town called Hateno village in in Hateno village there's an empty house that you can buy oh, that's the, guy, cool. the guys like it'll be 50,000 rupees i'm like i have zero i'm right now i'm literally poor in this game <laughs> i don't know how to make money <laughs> like i i could sell like certain like rubies like like uh stones like certain gemstones to yeah. to the sellers to the marketplace and get like a lot of rupees but then every guide online is telling me don't sell anything i'm like then how do i make money like i don't know what to do yeah, you just smash
1: pots i don't know there aren't
0: any (laughs) pots around me i can't find any pots i've been going inside every building i'm like there's only a few pots i don't know but they don't have rupees and then so i've been like killing these bandits and and getting rupees that way but like i don't know i guess i just have to explore more because i want to buy better armor because this lady's like hey there's some people at the beach that are these monsters at the beach are like stealing my cattle every day i'm like okay so i go to the beach and they all just destroy me in one hit i'm like Okay, I need to get more hearts, more stamina, and better armor. And I can't get any of those things. So, I guess I have to go to more shrines to get more orbs, to get more stamina and health. But also get more money so I can buy more things. I'm like, how do I get money? It's a predicament. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, I, uh, when I first left the Great Plateau, I was like, it was dark. And so, a bunch of zombies came out of nowhere. And I was like, ah, snap. So, then I, I quickly tamed a horse and then, like, ran away.
1: <laughs> um,
0: and I went to a stable and can you guess what i named the horse
1: was it uh was it it was a uh 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 <laughs>
0: I know what you're thinking. of. I know. I, I Come on. I'm trying to think
1: of it all the top of my head. Um, uh, um, Nobu. Yes, named I him named a Nobu. A Nobu. Yeah.
0: That's right. And I was like, oh, man, you're my first horse. So I'm going to name you Nobu. And if he dies, I want to name the new one Nobu, too. <laughs> and just keep naming them after him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Nobu is the horse I named in Ghost of Tsushima for context. Yeah, That's not really a spoiler. You have three choices, right? Yes. So I'm going to name all my horses in Breath of the Wild after the choices that I have to make in, um, in, uh, in Ghost of Tsushima. But my second horse that I got, his name is Buck, after my Animal Crossing villager. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the third one is blue, and it's Sora, which means sky, which is okay, one of the choices you get. Cool. And when I get a all-black horse, I want to name it Kage. Yeah, 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 and I'm like, oh, yeah, it goes to sushi. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to play in ghost mode, with air quotes, uh, in Breath of the Wild, by sneaking up on like uh-huh. uh, a bunch of, uh, 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 what are they called? Goblet? P- Hob, hob, hobgoblins? I forget. They're, they're little goblin dudes. I tried to sneak up on them, but they all noticed me. Because, like, there's nothing to hide behind. Yeah. There's no tall grass. And I just threw a bunch of bombs at them and, and tried to kill them, but they were too strong.
1: Yeah, and I don't think Breath of the Wild is normally considered, like, stealthy, you know? No, it's not a stealthy game. I this mean, is a, yeah. yeah,
0: <laughs> it's, yeah. A, it's a head-on game. Yeah. Um. So I, I'm at the point now where I have to find, a, like, four guardians. Um. Basically, the story is, you know, Hyrule's dead. You gotta go find some guardians. Gotta go take it back. So yeah, typical Zelda storyline, you know, there's Gan- Ganon is involved right. in some way, right. Zelda's
1: involved in some way, obviously, but
0: what's interesting is that, um, this game isn't mentioned by Eiji Numa, the producer. He doesn't want to talk about how this fits into the overall Zelda timeline. Cause I think you know yeah, this, but there's yeah. like all the games fit together in a puzzle, a complicated puzzle, Yeah, but a puzzle.
1: Yeah, and and I've seen that Breath of the Wild could fit into any of them, right? right. I, mean, I think that's probably the point, right? Like, it, yeah. it's so distant in the future of any of these timelines that you don't know which one it could it could be, and I think yeah. that's cool. I, I think kind of yeah.
0: Cool. I wanted to because they they always mention ten thousand years ago, and I'm like, damn, that's a long ass time. <laughs> but they also say a hundred years ago. A hundred years ago is when the, the kingdom initially fell, but a ten thousand years ago is like. Like, when the, the forces of evil and the forces of good came to a big clash. And I'm like, okay, this game is set far in the future. I think a lot of people yeah. know that, but they want a definitive answer from Nintendo themselves. But I think that's fine. I think not knowing it is even better, and maybe we'll find out in Breath of the Wild, too. You know? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, and, and I, you know, the idea, I guess, is that Link is always reborn every every generation or so. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and, and Zelda. And Zelda, I guess. <laughs> For some reason. And they always have
0: the same names, I right. guess. But... Like, yeah. So like, in some games they're implied to be lovers. In some games they're just implied to be really good friends. So I don't know <laughs> what what the deal is. Like they don't have any kids together, right? Because they're always never related.
1: Yeah, it would be kind of cool to see like a, a lineage uh, if they maybe not with Zelda, but like some game where like every sequel is like the lineage of these characters. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, it's just I mean, it's just their way of explaining why the same things keep happening over and over again, why it's the same characters there. Uh, right. Again, uh, just fantasy stuff, whatever. You know, it works.
0: This is also the first Zelda game with voice acting. Full not full but, voice but acting.
1: Yeah, like not that's the thing. It's like they don't fully commit to
0: it. Like yeah. some parts are not voice acted, some parts are, which is kind of weird. They do what right. they they do what the Yakuza games do, which is like in a cutscene, they'll say like, Link, it is your destiny to find the four divine masters, and then it cuts to like the game. Oh Huh? Ah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what the hell? Like, come on! It's
1: like, I co- at least commit if you're gonna add voice acting. At least commit to it. You know, like that's one thing about Ghost of Tsushima is like it's fully voice acted. I mean, but again, it's a, it's going for a more realistic. Yeah,
0: approach. but they're both AAA titles titles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, so it's like, like okay, you know, if
1: you're gonna commit to the, the cutscenes, come on, at least commit to the NPCs <laughs> in the open world, whatever. Right? Yeah, I don't know. It, It's it's sure. yeah. That's the interesting thing too
0: is like, in all of the Yakuza games, the first. Five in the main storyline have like the thing where it's like, oh, you know, like the whole sound effects. Yeah. But Yakuza Six is the first game where everything is a voice acted. Even the the side characters that you talk to on the street, they have a full voice and you can skip yeah. it. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. So I wonder what Yakuza Seven is gonna be like. whatever. Um in any case, Breath of the Wild is a lot of fun. Um it's it's definitely a Zelda game. I could see why it gets all the praises. And I I'm definitely echoing words that I've talked about before on the podcast, and in, in, probably the, in the first few early episodes, because that's when the Switch came out, mm-hmm. and that's when Gyrus came over to our house, Jordan. And remember, we were like playing it for a while, yeah, yeah, just lost and confused in what to do, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's super fun. Um, I'm definitely gonna sink a lot of time into this game. This is definitely a quarantine game. I think this is if you're planning would, to play I any would long, say any, any open world <laughs> game,
1: is yeah, a quarantine yeah, game.
0: exactly, exactly. Uh, but sorry, but Zelda in the um, Zelda in particular, I think this is like what, like 200 hour plus game. Mm-hmm. If you want to do everything, and I want to do everything because why not, you know? Um, but yeah, so DVD, Ghost of Tsushima, Zelda, and I have uh, one other game that I played recently. I don't know if I think I texted you this, but like Black Wake is 99 cents oh, or was. Yeah, did yeah, you yeah, get yeah. it? Did you have no, it? I did not, but okay. I mean,
1: uh, I'll probably pick, up, pick it up at some point. Yeah. It'll probably go on sale again.
0: Yeah, it's so I. I was playing it with our cousins, and yeah, it's. I can see why it's ninety nine cents. I I don't think it should be ten dollars. It should honestly stay a ninety nine cent game, just like Dino D Day does. Yeah. Because, first of all, it's built on Unity. Let's be real. Unity's not the best engine for everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, ukulele is built on Unity, and I'm talking shit about ukulele before, and I'm not I'm not afraid to talk shit <laughs> again because ukulele. If you want to play banjo kazooie, just play banjo kazooie. Don't play ukulele. I'm sad that I wasted fifteen dollars on it.
2: Yeah. In
0: any case, sorry. Not. I don't want to bash. <laughs> this is not a bash on ukulele topic. Um, Black Awake. It's fun. Like it's a game about ship to ship combat. You are the Royal Navy, Royal British Navy versus pirates. You each team. There's three teams on each on uh, each side. You all have a ship. Each team has a ship. So three. So six ships total. Three on each side. You one person's the captain. There's two people that you know man the cannons but also fire the guns. Yeah. And you can like ram into other ships. You can board them. You have different weapons. You, can have, you, you have different loadouts. It sounds really cool, right? Yeah. Playing it is clunky, first uh-huh. of all. They have a tutorial which you play and after the tutorial, it's at the loading screen on the bottom. It says, is your game crashing? Use these commands. I'm like, that should not be in a game. If a game is telling me that if I'm having issues with the crashing and giving me instructions, why <laughs> like what? <laughs> like, is yeah. so bad. Why would you put, if you're crashing on the loading menu, like instructions on what to do?
1: That means it is a problem. It's like a yeah. ongoing problem. Like, yeah. <laughs> so it, that was, that was if the if first was red cool flag. Tips. Yeah.
0: I was like, okay, this is, this is weird. It didn't crash on me in the beginning. It crashed on me a couple times, but like, yeah, I, uh, yeah. Okay. That, that's beside the point. Um, you can customize your character, which is really cool. There's no in-game purchases mm-hmm. so far because this like is early access or just came out of early access. I think that's why they made it 99 cents mm-hmm. because it was version 1.00. I was like, okay, cool. Um, basically, a dollar, right? <laughs> so that, that's why they made it 99 cents. Yeah. And um, over t- each level, each time you level up, I, the minimum being level 12, you get a new item, like uh-huh. a new cust- like a new hat or new shirt or new pants or whatever. Okay. Um. So, you know, you you try to find a server. All of them have, like, 60 to 400 ping. And you're like, okay, obviously, I'm going to choose a 61. No, there's no one playing on that server. All right, I'll choose the 90 ping one. Like, okay. It's a hassle trying to make a party. Because at the, in the menu screen, you have to click on party. You have to type in, like, a word or a few letters and numbers so you can have a unique identifier. You can always change it. Okay. So, we're like... We, we made our party tag. Or okay. Or we're like, okay, so how do we join together in one match as a party? Turns out you can't. Got to do it old school. You each have to go into your server list, find the server, the same server. All of us click on it. And when we're in that server, we can identify which team we're on by the color of our name. Okay. <laughs> it's like. It's really janky. Exactly. So then we get in, right? Um, One of us is the captain. And we go up to. So you, you start on ports on either end of the sea. Yeah. Uh, either end of the sea. So you have to, in your squad, you vote who you want to be captain, which is pretty democratic, I'd yeah. say, for pirates. <laughs> so we were like, okay, we want you to be captain. So we voted one person to be captain. We talked to the guy in the middle. There's always the, the one NPC on the dock. He's like, all right, so you're a captain. Choose the name of your ship and choose the ship type. We're like, okay, you can name the ship whatever you want, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And you can choose like between like a galleon, which is huge and has a bunch of guns, which from like a a small ship that's really really fast and has like minimal guns. Yeah. And so. First one we did was like a Galleon, had a bunch of cannons. Turns out there are a lot of NPCs on it. The NPCs help you fix the ship and load the cannons and oh, that's fire. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I think, that's, I think that's only for that server, though. I don't know if it's for every single server because it makes sense to have, what if you just have three people like we did on our ship and there were literally only three of us, one one driving, the other two like doing whatever, then how can you fire all the cannons at once? Obviously, you yeah. need NPCs. I think either whoever made the server or the devs realized that there aren't going to be a lot of people playing. So they need, they need other, literally other bodies to help, you know, do other functions. Yeah, and it, makes it feel more alive and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when you're the captain of the ship, you, only you can drive the ship. No one else can steer the ship. So if you get stuck and the captain dies, well, you're just sitting ducks and you're just cannon fodder. Interesting. So, yeah. So um, we go out, we go out into the sea. We're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do this. And these two pirate ships flank out of nowhere and just destroy us. We're like, wow. Okay. That was lame. We get another ship, and then this time I'm captain. And for the rest of our time playing, which was like an hour and 45 minutes, I'm the captain of whatever ship that we're playing as. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, this is cool. I'm steering. I'm, like, turning correctly. You can you can tell the crew which kind of ammo you want, and that's the only way they can load it. They can't load grappling hooks on their own. They can't load, like, grape shot, which is like a shotgun blast on their own. You have, As the captain, you have to command them, all right, load grapples on the port side, load grape shot on the starboard side. So then you're like, okay, cool. You do the, the crew does that, the, the NPCs do that, and the other players in your ship know to do that. So we pull up next to a ship, we shoot a grapple into it, it comes towards us, we all like aim with our muskets and just fire on the enemy team. Uh-huh. We kill the captain on their side, but you could they could still respond as long as the ship comes up. So I I tell the NPCs like fire on the ship. They all fire on the ship, it's starting to sink. The NPCs on their side on the enemy ship are like trying to plug the holes and load the cannons, and the captain responds, pull out my my giant mortar gun and just blast him and he just flies so that was cool like that part was awesome like getting to like jump onto another person's ship is awesome what's not cool is when you're fighting two pirates who are sailing really too fast ships but the nice part about that was our our ship had two guns in the back so Uh we just load it and just fire i'm like going full speed ahead and these two pirates are like trying to get to us but we're shooting them with our cannons nice so this sounds really cool right
1: yeah
0: awesome but not if everyone's disconnecting and there's a bunch of Russian hackers. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, that's the thing about like small multiplayer games like this is there's going to be no anti-cheat. Like, you're Absolutely. not going to have any kind of anti-cheat. That's why I'm very hesitant to join any kind of small-time... Uh, multiplayer games because like yeah, yeah and if you want even triple A games struggle with anti cheat. You know, Call like, of Duty. Yeah, I Good play example. I play Warzone quite a bit. Every, I wouldn't say I run into hackers a lot, but every so often there's a blatant hacker. Uh, I also play Destiny 2, and even among like the top players, the streamers of Destiny two, they complain about hackers all the time. Like it's triple A games are gonna have their fresh air hackers, and some small tiny multiplayer game is obviously also gonna have right. So you know just. I think if you're going to go into a game like this, you got to be aware of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, unity as well. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but it was fun for the, for the like one hour and 45 minutes that I played that game.
1: It was a dollar's worth of
0: fun. Absolutely. Every time something, every time one of us crashed, or something happened. We're like, yeah, this is worth a dollar. Like, I was always like, ninety-nine cents, boys. This is ninety-nine cents, and they're like, yep. Yeah, Candy is more expensive than this. <laughs> I could go to Safeway and buy a Kit Kat, and that was like what two of those games? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it, it's fun, but I, I think they just need to update it better. Get better servers. Uh, yeah. Anti-cheat. I, I
1: imagine it's a really small team developing this. Like, yeah. Small, so honestly, if I'm being brutally honest, I don't know if this game is really going to go anywhere. <laughs> Like, I don't know if it's going to become a big, huge game. Like, Absolutely you not, know, yeah. But yeah, if it's a dollar's worth of fun, whatever, sure. But maybe, hopefully, they can get to $10 worth of fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um one other game I forgot to mention was um do you remember a game called Battlegrounds 2 on Steam? Ba- it, is it, that the is that the World Revolutionary War the, the, game. Yeah, the So it died in 2016, but did you know they made a third one? I did not know that has hadn't. an active community on Steam that you can just okay. download for free on Steam and just play. Is <laughs> it, it also still like a source mod? Exact same, same game? game as two. Okay, <laughs> it's just what it is. I, I hopped in it and I was like, oh wow. Uh, and it's exactly the same. You have different classes, you have to reload your gun really slow. Uh, mm-hmm. It's free, and I, it's, it's so yeah. janky. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's there. We should play it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm down, I'm down. Oh, man. Seems pretty fun. I was playing on it, and there's a Russian guy and an American guy, and they were trying to insult each other really loudly, Technical but they were both internet. children. Yeah, and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> whatever. And then I left after 10 minutes because I couldn't listen to them anymore. <laughs> Uh okay uh so moving on it's been pretty hot here huh yep in the Bay Area particularly
1: it always gets hot in August August is the worst well we had
0: like a really bad heat wave recently no, but there. then there was also a thunderstorm yeah literally night. did you did you hear the thunder yeah yeah
1: right outside of my window it was like flashes of light and I was like oh my gosh
0: I woke up and I was like what the hell I thought someone was rolling a barrel outside <laughs> <laughs> our backyard and I was like is there someone rolling a barrel <laughs> 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 like what the heck because <laughs> that's what it sounded like because it kept happening I was like yeah huh. Because I, I honestly did not think that there was a thunderstorm. Because we had such a hot day. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course. With the yeah. sunshine brings the rain, right? So there was that. Uh, that was crazy. and I, I just remember sitting in my room on Saturday and just, like, melting. Yeah, one of my friends who lives in San Jose, he lost power. Oh, yeah. yeah, I heard about that. There are a lot of people losing power on Saturday. Yeah, and
1: so he was just, like, constantly texting us in our group chat. And we were like, how are you using your phone? He's like, I have this... I have this a portable charger that I haven't used in two years but it's like but it, I, I recently charged it and it has full juice and I'm just living off of that <laughs> he's like, <laughs> living like all right, right. it's San Jose turned to a post-apocalyptic he's like world. guys you don't understand <laughs> I can't play any video games because <laughs> <laughs> all the games we play are all online games that's true so, you that's know true. Like, he needs Is is yeah
0: which but, like fun fun fact for people listening breaking news Steam is down right now and I guess a lot of people are freaking out mm. I mean I'm, I'm just gonna be playing Zelda, <laughs> but like I know you're playing Borderlands and yeah. But if I play Remnant, Remnants on Epic and so oh really fine. right, right, yeah. right, got it. The Epic, Epic's not down. So as far as we know, uh, well, moving into news and speaking of Epic, yeah, I, I think you probably heard of like the the beef. Between...
1: Yeah. So you know, I don't have that many problems with Epic. The Epic Game Store. I do wish it had as many features as Steam. I don't. I don't really have any problems with like the product. I would say, but Epic as yeah. a company and their choices,
0: like I do have some problems with. Pretty yeah. uh, pretty sketchy. And Tim yeah. Sweeney as a dude. Just seems like a sketch dude.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I think this seems like some big ego
0: battle. <laughs> like honestly, <I'm- clears throat> I think I think it's um exposure. So for those that don't true. know, Apple and Google have strict in-game purchases policies where uh, they take 30% of the cut that, you know, whatever goes to their store, they take 30% of that. Epic went around this by introducing its own in-game app purchases, in-app, sorry, in-app purchases um, that you, that they circumvented the system for by basically not allowing Apple and Google to take cuts from yeah Yeah, so Apple has to review every single thing that, goes into the app store any purchase you make so any little item that goes into fortnite they have to be like okay we approve it to be sold but epic didn't do that so their apple and google both pulled them pulled fortnite and epic games from their respective stores yeah and in in results of that epic filed a lawsuit against both of these companies saying you know they're 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 a harbor they're it's a monopoly yeah they're like they're they're not allowing freedom of, like, applications on their stores or whatever. And it's just like, okay, publicity stunt, also capitalism to the fullest extent for both of these. Yeah. For all three of these com- companies, you know? Like,
1: I, they're catering to a pure purpose, you know, the idea of a free market where right, it, right. you don't have, like, these two big companies controlling it. But come on. It, Epic's also a big corporation that's doing exactly. it for the money. Like, exactly. Exactly. I, I, and they, they're, they're just trying to get you to buy into this like oh we're fighting we're rebelling against the corporations you're a corporation yeah what the, like what what is dude, this dude like
0: you're you want to make so you do ha- you know how many free games you give out as just publicity yeah you know, it's like what oh my god it's it's ridiculous and you know like they own the engine for PUBG and yeah they own the biggest game yeah, unreal the like yeah.
1: they, they own unreal
0: yeah so and yeah and they own Fortnite, they, they made Fortnite. it's like do you you guys know that you're a company they they made a 1984 ad like they based off of the, the, apple's the
1: apple ad yeah. yeah
0: and i'm like wow this screams capitalism <laughs> like all of this yeah <laughs> it's like okay i know what you're trying to say but at the same time like you're you need to look in the mirror too and see what you are you know yeah
1: and i'm not 100 sure if they are self aware or not i hope that they're self aware oh, and they God. know what they're actually
0: doing i don't know i
1: don't think so but <laughs> or they just think they're they're fighting for something oh, i don't i some someone in the company is self aware and knows that this is all just about money but they're they're oh, yeah. framing it like, oh, we're, we're we're fighting the good fight. And it's like, Yeah, dude. Eh, I don't know about that. No. Honestly, I-, I don't really care. I don't really mobile game that much. So it's Same. I don't have a horse in this race, so
0: I don't care. And you can play Fortnite I, on everything. So yeah. I mean, boo hoo, the people that can't play it on Apple Store. You can still get it from Android, but whatever reason.
1: Yeah, so what are they going to do? Going to add, you know, they're, they're going to try to circumvent Nintendo's you know, safeguards in the Switch store and say, well, Nintendo has a lockdown on the Switch marketplace. Well, no shit. Like, <laughs> they made the Switch. <laughs> yeah. Google made Android. Apple made iPhone. Like, I get it. I get that you want more freedom sure. so that you can make more money or whatever. But, like, th- these corporations made these products and they're letting you use these products to sell your product. So I, I like, not that I want to side with any corporation in sure. this fight. Sure, sure, But I, I, I don't really get Epic's side (laughs) like i don't really understand it's
0: like what they're trying to do they're literally saying like don't bite the hand that feeds you which makes like the bigger companies are like don't bite the hand that feeds you because they're giving epic that opportunity right yeah but epic did that same thing to the pubg people they're like you're using like don't bite the hand that feeds you like because the pubg guys are like oh you're we're using your engine which is the unreal engine for pubg and like and yeah and uh, i forgot there's a whole lawsuit there but that's like You know, they kept going up the chain until eventually, you know, one after another. Now Epic's in that situation, right? So Yeah. Like, like
1: if this was different, like, if this was, like, a small company that was being pushed around by these big corporations about, like, and they were, like, draining them of money or whatever. Right. And they were like, yeah, we need a free market, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, I kind of get where they're coming from. But again, like I said, like I keep saying, this is a huge corporation that doesn't like that they're getting 30% of their revenue taken out by another corporation and so they tried to find a way around it. And obviously, the first corporation is going to be like, no, you can't do that because we need our money if you're using our platform. Right, right. And so it's, it's just a whole bunch of nonsense. Just follow the rules. It's just a <laughs> you know whole what? bunch of nonsense. If they
0: care so much about money, they should have just followed the rules in the first place. <laughs> if, they
1: care much, if they care so much, make their own phone in their own marketplace. There you go. There yeah. you go. Make an epic phone. You know, all those kids are going to buy it. You oh know, yeah! They were like, "Hey, buy the Epic phone. You get an Epic phone in Fortnite too. And you get, you get all, your, all these V bucks. Yeah, you get all these V bucks, and you <laughs> kids are gonna buy it. I bet, <laughs> I, I'm telling you, Epic, you could take that idea. You don't even have to pay me." <laughs> You don't, don't, you don't even have to, I, I don't even want my name attached to it. You know what? <laughs> don't take, you want, take,
0: take the idea. Make an epic phone. Don't you want 30% of that cut, Jordan? <laughs> uh, oh, okay. okay. Capitalism. No, 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 no. no. Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to give it to They're going to take that idea anyways, no matter what.
1: <laughs> I can't even sue them. You know what? I, there's no way. You know what? Just take it. Just take it. I'm not going to even put in the effort. Just take the idea. Make your own phone. Throw in some V-Bucks. Throw in a. Throw in some cosmetics. And you, you'll sell it. You'll, all the kitties will buy it. So, just,
0: just say the word V Bucks, and the kids will come sniffing the V phone. the phone. Oh yeah, you're already giving them good ideas. Phone night. Phone. Okay, maybe not that one. <laughs> phone <laughs> night. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. Like, I, I yeah. just don't understand what the, what the deal is. Like, uh, what? So, so, what's the alternative here? That Apple allows another storefront to install apps onto their device. Because in the end, Apple's gonna win out anyways. No one's gonna trust some random third-party storefront, like unless Epic, is Epic trying to make their own storefront that can be installed on in Apple and be used to install Apple apps. But I, I guess that's what they're fighting for. I'm sure I don't they're know. thinking about it. Yeah, I don't know what they what the argument here is. Like, what are they trying to
0: do? Imagine like going to the play store on either google or apple and yeah. then cl- finding an epic launcher click on the launcher and then launching your game that sounds like such a hassle it's, it's like doing it on pc yeah you, know? you need a launcher to launch your game which is fine on pc but on mobile no one wants to do that they don't got time for that yeah right like they just want to go to the app store search in fortnite and then just press it and install it and then boop you're done yeah so uh, i i don't, I don't know. it's it's really weird confusing and i i hope that uh I don't care you know you know i don't hope anything i don't i don't fucking, I don't fucking <laughs> I, care I, yeah again i don't care how
1: this turns out we I don't really don't care
0: we don't play yeah we don't play that game we don't play Fortnite. is what i'm trying to say
1: yes but if you play Fortnite and you you can't install it on apple on iphone anymore i sorry yeah. but you know that's not your fault that's these corporations fault this yeah That's capitalism for you sorry
0: yeah and uh yeah even though we don't say we're we don't even though we're saying we don't care about all this what happens the reason why we're talking about it is because we want to give our opinions on it right we even though we don't care about what yeah, happens we probably don't have
1: the most you know
0: like <laughs> interesting opinion on it
1: because again we don't have a horse in this race we're like we're not directly involved in this right. but we're just giving our you guys our insight from an right. outside perspective if we were
0: avid Fortnite players then of course you'd hear that but
1: uh, (laughs) yeah even if i was i'd probably still just be mad at the companies and not necessarily care about this whole situation you know
0: yep so there's our answer is we don't care (laughs) because we don't play the games uh all right so moving on to something different fall guys Fall Guys is a game that exists that you and I have not played yet. Nope. But I, <laughs> Everyone around I, us yeah, plays I, it. Yeah, I know a ton of people like that. Are constantly
1: playing, and they're saying how great it is. And like, I, I, I don't deny it. It looks fun. Um, I just have a lot of things, other things on my plate. And exactly. I don't know. Like, it's just I'll probably get to it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> it's a new game too, so I imagine over time they're gonna add more content, and because it's gonna go one or two paths. I see. It's either gonna fall out of relevance, and it's just gonna be some of this niche thing that a few thousand people play. Or they're gonna keep updating it with new stuff, and it's you know, gonna be this cool new thing that a lot of people play. And so I'll probably just wait till that's the case when it's like more popular and right. they have more content. Cause I heard. Because I, I do a lot of. I, I actually. I'm one of those people who actually looks at Steam reviews. Even if a game is like super positive, I always right. look at the Steam reviews. They're
0: really funny, too.
1: Yeah, they're, they're pretty <laughs> funny. And then some of them are really informative. Like, some people yes. put a lot of effort into the Steam reviews. Yes. Um, And so there, there was one review that I saw that was. It was a positive review. They were saying that they recommended it, but they were saying, like, oh, just be aware that there are problems with this game. Like, it's. The content is kind of lacking, and some of the games seem a little unfair, or, you know, like, there's too much RNG involved. And I was like, all oh, right, you know, this seems like a pretty good review. And based on. like that kind of review I was like oh, I'll wait a bit till there's more content and it, it's kind of fleshed out more
0: yeah um uh for those that don't know what uh Fall Guys is uh and I'm sure a lot of people listening know what it is but uh for those that don't know what Fall Guys is the way that I would elevator pitch it to you is that it's Ninja Warrior
1: yeah or Wipeout or, or Wipeout Takeshi's out. Castle or whatever oh, yeah I
0: mean yeah Takeshi's Castle slash MXC, Ninja Warrior, Wipeout, all those things, um, meets a battle royale. Because that's exactly what it is. Like instead of one person running the course, you have multiple sixty people total yep. running the course. And it yeah, it's, it's basically an obstacle course race with some puzzle some puzzles involved. Um And uh yeah, you have sixty people trying to make it to the finish line. Whoever if you get if you become first, then uh, you're the you're the winner of that winner winner chicken dinner.
1: Yeah, and this is another one of those cases where it's a concept that has existed before. It's just this is like the first mainstream example. Like, uh, this whole idea it's been in Gary's mod. It's been in Minecraft mods. Like people have been doing this before. This whole like everybody runs to the end and there's obstacles. Um, but yeah, I would say like this is one of the first mainstream examples of that kind of game.
0: Yeah. Um. And it, it's it's appealing because it's coming during a time when, of course, you know, COVID's happening, everyone's indoors, yeah. people are looking for something to play. It's not too, it's competitive, but it's not too, like... You have to be super skilled or... Yeah, everyone, yeah. and literally anyone can play it because you have, like, run, jump, grab, and yeah. throw.
1: And based on the art style, it seems very... I wouldn't call it a kid's game per se, but it looks very kid friendly. Like it is very clearly meant for like a family audience. Like anyone can play it. Like you said,
0: I'd say it's accessible. It's extremely yeah, yeah, accessible yeah, yeah. because it's such an easy game to play. Um, when a, when you're, when a mom comes in seeing their kid play, they're like, Oh, they're just playing a, a, a kid's game. Yeah. It's like colorful and yeah. little, little characters and everything. The very vibrant colors, you know, very saturated looks awesome. I mean, yeah. yeah when, when they're, they're, it's 20 bucks too. It's so cheap. Yeah, so uh, of course and I'm par- sure there's
1: in-game purchases for like yeah. cosmetics because there's clearly cosmetics when you look at
0: the all at the marketing. There's like so many outfits you can get. for your So I want to get into that. So uh, right now it's the most popular game in the world right now. It's it's outselling and out beating Grand Theft Auto 5, which has long been the king of like, uh-huh. online games and PUBG. Which is also big. I don't. It, uh, Fortnite is still, I think, at the top. Yeah. But everyone's like slowly. It's, it's from one colorful game to another, right? You're, you're. Yeah. Uh, PUBG, there's a, a higher learning curve because you have to build and shoot, and you have to focus on these things, and you have In to Fortnite, do. Fortnite, yeah. Yeah, and you have to like focus on. You know, two things at once. You have to focus on like surviving yeah. and also. Like, killing. And you also have to know, like, these are the differences of the different types of guns, and these are
1: the yep. tiers of quality, and, like, these are the different ammo types. And, like, there's so many mechanics in a normal Battle Royale. Like, you even take something like Apex Legends. Like, there's different abilities that each character has. Right. And so, like, uh, Call of Duty, there's, like, different bounties, and there's, like, there's so many mechanics in a normal Battle Royale type game. That, you know, this kind of thing is, you know, where it's just everybody race to the end, last one survives, wins. Like, that's very pretty straightforward. I could see the yeah. appeal of it. And,
0: again, the controls are so easy to remember. Yeah. Just run, jump, grab, throw. Like, yeah, that's it. All right, you're done. Now you're at, You won. And that's why I think it's easily accessible. And it, it's funny because, like, a lot of random things happen to you and yep. you know, other characters. And... Uh, basically, it's 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 a a take on Darwinism, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you can't make I, it yeah. to the end. Then... I, I, I get the appeal. Yeah, I just <laughs> I
1: I'm just not jumping to play it right away. Same. But like, I get the appeal. I see it. I see it, and I'll yeah. probably again. I'll probably touch it at some point when there's more content.
0: So, um, yeah. On that point, uh, there was an interview with Joe Walsh uh, from Inside Gaming. Inside Gaming did an interview with Joe Walsh, okay, who is the cool. lead uh, designer on Fall Guys. And he mentioned that they're a small team based out of the UK. Uh-huh. And uh they didn't expect this they didn't know if this game was gonna be fifty thousand players, five hundred thousand players, so they had to scale accordingly. And right now, if you go on the Steam well, I don't know if Steam's the back up, but earlier today, <laughs> if you went on Fall Guys Steam page, it would say there's a queue for this game, <laughs> like oh you, yeah, I saw the yeah. store page. It was saying like we're dealing with server issues. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'm like, wow, that is that's insane to think yeah. about because your your little game that's twenty dollars suddenly blows up, right? So right that's now, dream. He was explaining. Joel Walsh was explaining that right now, Fall Guys is on this pedestal, and he has all these other brands that are coming to him saying, hey, can we put our skin in the game? Because one of the first major ones that came out recently was the Scout outfit from Team Fortress Two. Yeah, of course, because it's on and, Steam. Yeah, exactly. And so, of course, Valve I think has every right to put their skins in that game because it's on Steam, right? Yeah. So, um, the other outfit that was leaked recently was Shell, Shell, Shell from Portal Two. Yeah. So that that outfit's coming out. Um, uh, the the game is published by Devolver Digital and uh created by the developer was Mediatonic. Uh-huh. So Devolver Digital they have a lot of games under their belt. A lot of like, I'd say select, they're like the A24 of game develop game publishers. Cause they, they curate specific games that have a very like niche following. And yeah, following. it's
1: more like mid tier. Like it's not super indie, but it's like sort of right. middle, middle tier, not triple A, but yeah. A good,
0: a good example is, um, shadow warrior. Yeah. Well, that's a good example because it's like you, it it's, it feels like a triple A game, but it's actually not. It's like, it's it's more of like a mid tier game, like you just said. Yeah. Um. And a lot of their games range from eight bit to full three D, and I think that's really cool that like th- they have a a good track record of selecting good games. Uh-huh. So of course Fall Guys falls under their purview, and with that, a lot of more skins come up. So to your point earlier, Jordan, I think that once more features, because they're trying to li- they're listening to a lot of fan feedback. Uh. Mm-hmm. Once more features, skins. Um. Uh, what's it called? Uh, like modes come yeah, out. Yeah, levels. Yeah, bit, yeah. I think that's when the game's gonna start having a better lasting experience because I also have the same fear you do. Is I'm no, I don't know how long I'm gonna play this game for, right? Yeah. In its current state, like maybe in the future yeah, I'll play it for longer. Yeah. What if the hype dies? Right. Like, I mean, what if it gets old really fast because you're doing the same thing over and over again? Because like a lot of the levels right now, according to the the game designer. They're the same. They do the exact same thing, so a lot of people know when it's going to happen. So they just shave off milliseconds of their runtime.
1: Yeah, so you're going to get some people who are always going to win because they they, they remember they memorize everything. and then Right, yeah.
0: right. And again, to their point, this is not their fault entirely because they didn't know how well this game was going to do. So they didn't bother putting a lot of that stuff in there. But now that the game's out, it's doing well. A lot of people love it. They can focus their time on doing these other extra things that they knew that they were going to have and have feedback on, but they didn't know were going to be like highly sought after yeah. because of the amount of people that are like looking at it have yeah. eyes on it um, so yeah I think I mean I, I have no gripes against the game I, again we, we both want to play the game um, it's just right now in its current state I don't know if I'm too interested I need more yeah I want I, They they talked about having a level editor I oh, want that a, would be cool. I want a ninja warrior level, like, Ooh, yeah. like original Japanese I, ninja warrior.
1: Yeah, adding mod support would, or any kind of custom experience would add so much longevity to the game. Yeah, because again, look at something like Gary's mod or Minecraft, where people can just do whatever they want. Yeah, like just people will create their own modes. Yeah, you know, and you could turn those into a mode if you want to. That's what happened in a lot of other games where you take a mode and they're like, "Oh, that's really cool." We're going to turn this into an official mode or whatever or yeah an official map
0: yeah know? i think it's cool because like that's how counter-strike was born people were playing around in half-life multiplayer and they're like hey what if we just made this into a game mode where we just shoot each other yeah and, yeah and, and they're like okay yeah let's add real world weapons and so they made it and then valve didn't like say hey you know we, we're gonna sue you for making this mod they're like hey here's a level editor it's like wow that's really cool so you know Fall Guys, the developers Media they're really looking at all this fan feedback and criticism, and they're really taking it to heart. And I yeah, think that's that, awesome. I think that a level editor will come out, and I think a lot of people, a lot more people, will play it because of how accessible that will be. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you could have something like because what Killing Floor Two does, which is obviously a very different game, but, <laughs> but conceptually the idea is like uh they have people of the community make modded maps and so all these modded maps you can install separately on you know up to it's completely up to you as a user but the ones that are really good or really popular they'll make officially part of the game and like right they'll officially be on the official list that anyone who installs the game will immediately have access to and so i could see that too it's like oh hey we're gonna having a level competition and, you know, anybody who wants to make a level can submit and, you know, they can make an official part of the game. That'd be cool.
0: Before that were the items in TF2, the hats and the oh, guns. That's true, too. Yeah. 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 When like people a- would design something, yeah. be like,
1: oh, yeah, this is really cool. We're going to make it part of the game. Uh, and I can see them doing that too with cosmetics. Be like, hey, design your own little character cosmetic, mm-hmm. and you get a cut of the money. And yeah, thirty huh? percent. We're taking thirty percent. We're taking thirty percent. You know, hey, it's our game. We own the platform. You know,
0: <laughs> don't bite the hand that feeds. But,
1: but also, you know, Valve is also going to take a thirty percent. So, <laughs> yeah.
0: oh man, that'd be terrible. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> no, but they they said for now, there's no in in app purchases. Oh, sorry, okay. in game purchases with real money. You accumulate in game money that you use, I, I forgot what it was called, it was like I was thinking honor. That's not that's all right. <laughs> there was some, something else. But anyways, you you accumulate in game currency that you use for only in game items. Okay, you can't put. Any I I imagine money. it's not going to stay
1: that way though. I think somewhere uh, down the line yeah. they're you're going to pay for cosmetics
0: because again it's a twenty dollar
1: yeah. game. So I get it. You know they're only asking for a little bit of money. Yep. Um, but also in terms, of, if this game is run on their own servers, because I don't think it's it's not a listener server system, right? It's not like a host makes. No, a server. that's why they're having yeah. problems. Yeah, exactly. So their the servers are expensive. And so I I get it if they do introduce in-game purchases. I just hope it's not egregious. You know, I hope it's just like, hey, pay like a couple bucks
0: and you get this cool skin. and That's about it. Like, sure. No, yeah. th- that's, that's how I felt initially towards in-game purchases. I was like, you know what? I don't want to spend any money on this. But then when I started playing DBD, I actually was thinking about it because I paid like $20 for the game and some DLCs initially. Yeah. And then they started having these things called season passes, which, you know, a lot of games have that too. But when you buy a season pass and you don't have to buy it for every single time that it happens but for one season pass I, I decided to test it out. I got so many items from that because like DVD is built off of in-game cosmetics. There's nothing outside of the game that will influence how you play it. You mm-hmm. have to earn everything from playing the game like the perks and all that stuff and we still have to pay for the different killers and some of the Sure, sure, sure. You know. But like you could still buy those with you can still buy a lot of that stuff with in-game currency. Yeah. So like there's this thing called the Shrine of Secrets that happens every week, where two exclusive perks, both killer, and both survivor, uh, two survivor, two killer perks appear on the in-game store, and you can use your in-game currency to to select those perks. And mm-hmm. they might be for a licensed killer, or like they, and you might not have any of those perks from that killer, but that one perk that you might need might show up there. So there's that kind of that gamble, that chance you might do it from there. But mm-hmm. um, going back to the uh, to the season pass thing. Uh, it was like 10 bucks and I got like 60 items. That's a pretty good deal in my opinion. And considering the amount of times I play the game, which is every day, I think it was justified in a way. Yeah, because again, with these games, it's not
1: like back in the day where you buy a game and you get a game's worth of content like... These are, you know, the phrase is games as a service. So you're paying for a service. Right. And so I kind of get the idea that you're continually adding money to pay for this service because otherwise they need to maintain servers. They need to pay their employees so that they can keep pumping out content. Sure. And technically you're getting, if, you're, if you were to equate it to this, you know, like an early 2000s or 90s game, you're technically getting multiple games worth of of content so it makes sense to keep paying money to keep playing it like again like i play destiny 2 and destiny 2 has expansions some mm-hmm. of these expansions are really small but you only pay for like 10 to 15 bucks and some of these expansions are huge and you pay 25 30 40 dollars and but generally you know like some some people who play destiny 2 will have different takes on it but generally i feel like the the price warrants the amount of content that you're getting that like you get destiny 2 is free now you can play the base game for free but if you want a lot of the extra content, you have to pay for it. And it makes sense because they, there's clearly a lot of time and commitment and effort put into this content. So I have no problem with paying extra for things. I just, sometimes it gets a little too egregious, you know, like with Battlefront right. 2. Where, oh, yeah. yeah there are bad ways to do it. I have nothing against microtransactions. I get why they exist. And I think they're good when they're implemented well. But yeah, like, I think that's the, the point is just, it has to be done well. Did
0: you spend a lot of money on Hearthstone? yeah kinda. okay see well and that's but, yeah yeah
1: but th- again the argument with hearthstone is it's no different from playing a physical card game where you have to pay for packs right, and things like right, that and, absolutely, absolutely and hearthstone does uh allow you to pay with in-game currency which you have to build up though i will say that after playing legends of runeterra which is like hearthstone's competitor right right legends of runeterra is so much more generous with allowing you to unlock cards and unlock Ooh. packs like it's I have I've not spent any money on Legends of Runeterra, and I have, like, wow. most of the cards. Oh, my God. Whereas Hearthstone, like, unless you pay tons of money, you're you're only going to have a fraction of the cards, and that's... Or if you play, like, an insane amount, which I only... I, I played a good amount, but, yeah, like, I don't know. I, I, I prefer Legend, Legends of Runeterra, and I've talked about this before on the podcast. Right, yes, yes. But I prefer Legends of Runeterra's model, where they have, like, an easier way to gain uh, cards. Um, but, yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And going back to the conversation about in-game purchases and just having DLC in general, when I yeah. bought Breath of the Wild, this is another good example, it was either I could buy the base game for 60 bucks, or for $20 more, I can get all the DLC that already came out. Yeah. I, obviously, I There comes a choice there where you're like, all right, how much time am I going to be playing this game? And I like to attribute this to I don't know if you remember this, but remember Spool, Sean Pool from Funhouse. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, the dollar per hour. Exactly. I, I've that has always stuck with me. Like, how many time, how much time am I gonna am I gonna sink into playing this game? One dollar per hour. So every hour you play the game is one dollar. And yeah, some of the games I played, like the Yakuza series, definitely worth it. Mm-hmm. Like I get easily like 150 hours from a sixty dollar game. And right now those games are like about 20 bucks and you're you can play the game for 60 hours. That's a good deal. Yeah. And for Breath of the Wild, because Nintendo's such a first-party company and like they focus a lot of their resources on first-party titles and Breath of the Wild of course is a first-party title. Yeah. It's going to always be like 60 bucks. Yeah, and like Nintendo very very rarely ever has any sales or discounts or exactly, anything. Exactly. Exactly. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to buy this at full price and I think I'm going to get all my money's worth back from it. So I made the choice to buy the DLC too. So I, I spent $80 on a game, which seems like a lot. Um, I mean, you should at least get a statue. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need a statue with that. Yeah. Uh, but it's, yeah, I think it's going to be worth it. I'm definitely going to be spending more than 80 hours playing this game. It This feels more like a 150 hour to 200 hour game. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah, it really depends on, as we were saying before, how much time you're going to be spent playing the game. Uh, if you want to make those in-game purchases, because, yeah, going back to DVD, I was talking about with my friends that I play with yeah. play with all the time. And I was like, does it make sense to to buy the season pass this time? And they're like, yeah, because if there's something that you want, you're going to get everything, too. So even if it, you just get one thing, you'll you'll be surprised at what you get for other characters because maybe you weren't looking at that. And you're like, oh, wow, actually, this is actually really cool. So I think that d- it depends on how much that costs for you, too. Yeah, you it know? depends
1: on the person. Cause like, for example, would I buy a game for ten dollars? Like a cheap indie game for ten dollars? Oh, a ten dollars is less than less than a meal in you know in the Bay Area where everything is expensive. That's less than a meal. And I was like, am I gonna get a meal's worth of fun out of out of this game? Sure. Why not? Right, I'm, right. I'll pay ten dollars for Bigfoot. You know. <laughs> like... <laughs> you know we've got our money's worth out of that game yeah too. yeah so that game is so stupid game is so janky like no <laughs> offense to the developers of bigfoot but that game is so janky and we we've only ever beaten the game because we
0: don't even try to glitch the no, game the game don't. just glitches on us literally okay developers your your game is awesome but it fucking sucks sometimes because at <laughs> literally every time we've played this game every single time we've gotten bigfoot is because he got stuck.
1: Yeah, he got stuck on a waterfall or under a bridge. On a mountain. In a cave.
0: (laughs) On a mountain. And we just shoot him to death.
1: (laughs) That's the (laughs) only time we ever win the game because eventually if you wait long enough, Bigfoot will get stuck somewhere. (laughs) It's
0: like, I'm like, hey, Joe, you want to play Bigfoot? You're like, yeah. And we play it and I'm like, Oh, he's stuck again. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like we. Let's wait for the next update.
1: And, and, and don't 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 get us wrong. He doesn't get stuck immediately. There's a build up, so you still get fun. You still get fun running around the woods and like, look what's coming. I heard him. He's coming. Oh, I see him. I see him. And, then we and start then, shooting him. and then after maybe like thirty minutes, you're like, wait a minute. What's he doing over there? He's not coming. Oh, he's stuck. Okay. I remember. I, we were just swimming,
0: right? I'm like, yeah. oh my god,
1: he's right there. He's right there. He's right. I, I'm gonna take a shot. I'm gonna take a shot. I shoot him. He didn't move. <laughs> he's, just there. he's just standing there.
0: All right, let's get closer. We get
1: closer. And he doesn't All even right. attack you when you walk up to him while he's stuck. You just knife him. You just knife him <laughs> There's just that. a wolf down there too. Yeah. <laughs> What's this wolf doing here? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like like just gauge it based on your own personal preferences. I would say if it's a $60 game, then I'm a lot more judgmental of it. I'm like, sure, sure. is this... Because 60 bucks is like main title, big game. And it's like, okay, is this going to be $60 for me? But when it's usually on the lower end, I'm like, $5 for one hour of fun yeah I'm sure why not like you, you know the dollar per hour rule doesn't really apply to me when it goes to the lower amount because it's like eh, like there's a game I forget what it's called pacify I think it was mm-hmm. it's like a horror game that I paid five dollars for and me and my friends we played for it for maybe an hour a little over an hour cool. but it was fun I was like five dollars worth of fun sure why not five dollars that's uh you know it's gonna get me a gallon of milk in <laughs> <And>, so <laughs> is that worth a gallon of milk maybe I don't know but yeah like to me, it just really depends. You know, everyone has their own personal preferences. Like, one game I play, Path of Exile, it's a free-to-play game. Um, but the cosmetic, and it only has cosmetics uh, in terms of uh, uh, in-game purchases, but they are very expensive. Like, they're pretty expensive in terms of in-game cosmetics. Uh, but I play, like I well, not so much anymore, but I play, used to play the game a lot. Mm-hmm. And so I was playing it for free, so I was like, oh, it's a good way to give back to these developers if I... Um, if I, you know, spend 25 bucks on a skin, uh, on, like, a character skin. And so, I, I I, bought a few of those skins, and they're no longer completely independent. I think Tencent owns them now, so, you know, less of a reason to pay 25 bucks just for a skin, but, uh, yeah, like, I, I enjoy being able to support developers if their game is good, and if they're giving me good content, I'll pay for it. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll give them some money.
0: Yeah, um, that's a good point. Uh, but what about in the case of a game like Train Simulator, which is $30, but if you buy all the DLC, it's $13,000. So
1: I get the argument here where it's the kind of game
0: where you're not
1: supposed to buy all the DLC? Like, it's not intended <laughs> But for there you? are
0: some people out there.
1: Yeah, but I've never played the game, so I can't Same. pass complete judgment on it. But it does the base game at least feel like a complete game? Or does it feel like, oh no, you need to buy all the
0: DLC to get any kind of good experience? The DLC is just trains, extra trains the yeah. base game is the game and the other stuff is just trains like yeah, if you want so a specific train
1: i can get the argument that it's kind of like a collection simulator you know like someone right. who collects like let's say i collected uh like you know um warhammer figurines or Dungeons and dragon figurines right like that's a game right. and i have to buy each piece for if i want if i want that experience with that game um and you could say it's like that just a virtual version version like you're not gonna buy all the Dungeons and Dragons figure, maybe, there's probably people out there who do, but you're probably not gonna buy all the figures that ever existed for that, however much that might cost, but, you know, for the average person, you'll buy the trains that you like. You'll buy this train for a couple bucks, or that train for a couple bucks, and, sure, I I, I get that aspect of it, again, I don't, I don't play this game, so I don't know how egregious I would say the microtransaction in-game purchases are, but if it feels like a complete game, and I only buy the trains that I like, then I get that, I get what they're going for um but yeah again it just it really depends (laughs) on the experience
0: yeah no you have a good point there and i i think that's that's what i wanted to hear because i I don't have a game i don't play the game yeah but like it doesn't detract from the actual game itself it's more of like a cosmetic thing it's like i want this train specifically
1: yeah imagine if you got smash bros ultimate where there was like hey you get the first five characters but everything else you have to pay for then i'd be like screw that that's, like they literally no. ea <laughs> but they give you all the characters from all the previous games And then they're like okay here's a couple extra characters for you know a couple bucks each you know like or right. like for you pay for the season pass and you get these new characters then then i'm like okay i get that that's cool you know they're already giving you a ton of content and then in order to get extra content you have to pay extra makes sense i get that mm-hmm. um, but yeah like as long as the core experience is solid and they give you a lot and it's good it's worth the money at the very least then i'm fine with in-game purchases
0: yeah, okay. Fair. That's fair. Um, so moving on to our last bit of news. It is about Ghost of Tsushima Legends. A new DLC is coming out fall 2020. This is really cool. It's a new separate mode. It is inspired by Japanese folktales and mythology. It's more haunting and fantastical than the actual main campaign. Okay. There's a trailer that's out. It's like a minute and 45 seconds. Uh, it's multiplayer. Four players. Ooh! Yeah, and it looks like there's like these giant tori gates, and there's four characters. One looks like Jin, Ryuzo, Yuna, and then there's another character. I, I forget what it, what they, they resemble, but uh, there there's four classes with uh unique advantages. <laughs> He's
1: like, hey, hey, it's me, Kenji. <laughs> hey,
0: uh, so there's a story. There's story and survival missions, and it looks like you can like assassinate people as a team. That's
1: it's, cool. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: and, but you're in this like dream world. Not really Jing world. It's like you go through these Tory gates and they teleport you to this like demonic looking world. Okay. It's like... So it's feeding
1: more into the supernatural elements. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to figure out a way to describe it, but it's hard. I guess it it would be like um, Far Cry 3, but then playing Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Well,
1: I think it's more like Assassin's Creed because the Assassin's Creed games, they're grounded in reality, but then there's ones but then in like the odyssey there's like parts where you can fight like oh. mythical creatures like right. Greek okay. mythology i did not know, you know that. like wow. the main game the main game is all you know real world history cetera, right right and then there's also like oh there's a side area or i don't know exactly how it works but the dlc or side area where you fight like again some greek mythical creature or the same thing with like uh origins in egypt there's the same things like you fight anubis in this one area mm-hmm. but otherwise it's just mostly a grounded game so i think they kind of go in for that yeah and then it's been done before, so I don't know what else much <laughs> to say. Like, it doesn't seem that that new or... But, and not that it isn't exciting, but it, sure. it's, it's not unprecedented. Especially. Right.
0: I just want to see what their takes are on a lot of these creatures. Like, because remember... In, well, should we talk about one of the... Is it a spoiler if we talk about one of those creatures? Like a very specific mission? Yeah, remember what we were talking about? That, wait, 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 you saw me play it. Is yeah, that a spoiler?
1: Um, minor spoilers. There are reference to supernatural elements and mythology in... But you, you don't Sushima, see anything. But you don't
0: see anything, yeah. Yeah, um... Uh, so maybe they'll build. I I want to see that. Like, I want to see creatures like, uh, like or a nightcat fox. Yeah, or, or Kappa. Uh, a dragon. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not go big or go go home, <laughs> or like a tengu or sure, sure. Yeah, like some cool things and anything from yokai watch. <laughs> yeah, 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 all of, all the okay. yokai, all
0: of them. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's coming out. It's for, gonna be free. The whole thing will be free, which is awesome. Really? Well, that's yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so I'm excited. I don't have an. I don't know if it's gonna be strictly multiplayer because what if I just want to play it by myself? Like A solo run. I I hope that they add that because I think yeah. with most games it's like, hey,
1: it's meant for multiplayer, but if you want to do it on your own, you can do it that like way. Like Borderlands, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, you can do single player if you want. I so, hope it's that way.
0: Yeah, I I really do hope so because it looks really cool. Because it, yeah, it it's 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 gonna be awesome. Just like the people that love cultural like historical Japan and but also love like the mythology and tales cuz i get, i know some of them but not all of them yeah of uh, the stuff like all the the crazy creatures from japanese folklore yeah. so if you're a fan of that i think this will definitely appeal to you um we do have one comment this week uh about from a uh, episode 118 the judgment spoiler cast this is from john dakzo Daxko. i don't i'm sorry if i'm like mess butchering your name <laughs> John Dazko. Let's, let's let's put John Dazko. Um, they say, can't believe this is the only spoiler cast for this amazing story and great game. I truly appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you leaving that comment, John. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, Judgment is the, for those that don't know, is the uh, spinoff from the Yakuza series. You play a detective as opposed to... Did that to, do well, Judgment? It did. It did very well. So um, they might do other
1: Yakuza spinoffs and things like that.
0: Yeah, this, this is what I'm thinking. They're going to make a sequel to Judgment. Right now yakuza rebooted it's not gonna feature the main character kazuma kiryu anymore it's gonna feature a new character uh-huh. with some old characters making returning appearances uh yakuza yakuza 7 is gonna be released on uh november 7th i think yeah. 2020 this year so i'm looking forward to that but they changed the combat style so instead of you know the brawler as you see me play as yeah now it's turn-based yeah yeah i heard a about lot that. of people in the beginning had issues with that I don't have a big issue with it. I need to play it first before I make an assessment. In the beginning, yeah. I was like, "Damn, this doesn't feel like Yakuza," but I think once I start playing it, it'll feel more like that. The Judgment games, I think, are going to be the brawler versions of that from okay. now on. So they'll have it; they'll be able to cater to both audiences. That's what I'm thinking. Um, I think they kind of knew that when they were making Judgment, and that's why they introduced it as the brawler aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they're like, "Hey, Yakuza Seven's going to be." turn base but you can still play judgment (laughs) to feel the same way so i mean i'm excited for uh, for uh for yakuza 7 but um yeah man uh john thanks for leaving your comment on our podcast uh this is a really fun game elisa loved it she played it twice that's how much she loved it uh and yeah it it was a really cool game overall i hope they make a sequel and release it to the to the west because uh, a lot of people want the yakuza series there's there's a uh, speaking of samurai there from earlier there's a samurai version of the yakuza games where all the main characters are based on historical samurai figures what yeah but they're all like you know playing themselves but also playing the characters interesting yeah so it's set uh in the edo period i think so kiryu is a samurai um uh and there's one before that that also takes place where Kiryu is musashi so it's like wow that's that's really cool that you know, th- they didn't bring it to the West though, because they were f- they were afraid people oh, the cultural exactly. Yeah, it's a lot so, of it is yeah. the main character, especially he's such a Japanese hero that they were afraid like people won't understand it. Yeah, but I I don't know. I think it's I think people are more open minded now, especially with Ghost of
1: Tsushima. Like nobody here in the West knew what Tsushima was. Like, well, where? Yeah, yeah. yeah where, what is that? Uh, <laughs> where know? Where
0: is Tsushima? What is? Yeah, Tsushima? And,
1: and it's well, granted it's made by an American company, but right. Yeah. Yeah, still like that awareness. That Japanese awareness is there now. So it's
0: it's funny you mentioned that. I think I told you this, but like Toshihiro Nagoshi, he's the main producer creator of the Yakuza series. He came out and oh yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, he was he was giving the 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 studio sucker punch a lot of praise for making tsushima his first comment was we should have made it but not in a condescending way in a more of like japan should be the one to be making that yeah kind it's of
1: more game. of a more of a criticism of japan saying like oh, exactly the japanese people should be making games like this yeah like, yeah
0: yeah because one it's about their own history right it's got a lot of historical historical significance i don't know how many people in japan were taught about the battle of tsushima yeah in 1274 i don't know like what the japanese historical curriculum is yeah but i assume there's like some basis that covers it yeah um but yeah his comments were like you know japan should have been the one that made it he said that they did a really good job with making the character but in japan they wouldn't have allowed that character to fly because he's not a pretty boy he doesn't have long hair in the way that like anime characters are depicted right Um, yeah yeah, he's not young uh because Jin's implied to be in his 30s like his late 30s yeah usually
1: yeah usually in Japanese games you have very young protagonists who are like pretty boy face yeah (laughs) anime boy just think of
0: Cloud in Final Fantasy 7 that's what that's what I'm sure he was Toshiro Nagoshi was referring to yeah
1: but you know like yeah and I and I get where he's coming from because like in the Yakuza games the characters are you know
0: I'm sure they're attractive to some people but they're they're usually
1: more of the gruff gruff kind of guys yeah exactly one of them is
0: missing an eye. My GM doesn't have an eyeball. So (laughs) a lot of people don't find that attractive. uh, (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, you know, like Jin isn't like the most handsome looking dude, but, um, yeah, I mean, he's an average, you know, like he's he's, not,
1: not that he's ugly. He's just just, like a normal looking guy. Like he's not a supermodel or anything like that. Like he he seems historically
0: accurate. (laughs) And you see his naked body a lot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah. So he also said that the motion capture was really well done in, uh, in uh, Ghost of Tsushima because Yakuza relies heavily on motion capture as well uh, because they scan a lot of actual actors' faces into being the game, which I think is really cool. And they did the same thing for uh, Ghost of Tsushima. So he was praising the game overall. And if that guy is the one praising it, then obviously there's going to be some changes in the Yakuza games, I hope, because he's noticing this influence. And the game outsold in Japan. It did so Uh well that uh, people in Japan couldn't buy it. Like it flew off the shelves. That's how popular it was. And it's funny too. The, the The Japanese title for Ghost of Tsushima is Ghost of Tsushima. It's,
1: it's they would like, say Tsushima yeah. no whatever, whatever. So
0: I thought it was going to be that because in Japanese. Um, it, in my opinion, it should have been Tsushima no Yure. Yure is ghost. Yeah. Which sounds so cool. I'm like, oh, man, that sounds awesome. But they're like, no, it's just going to be Ghost of Tsushima. I'm like, no, that's so boring. <laughs> All <right. laughs> like, why? Hey, you, want, you could literally translate this. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm <laughs> sure there was some marketing reason or whatever.
1: Maybe it's to show that it is not a Japanese game that it, because it has a yeah. Western title. Yeah, that's a good point. It's
0: kind of like how
1: uh, a Jap- sometimes Japanese games release here in the West and they keep the Japanese title. Right, right, right. Or and you could just literally just translate it, but uh, I don't know. I get, I get what they're going for.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yeah, that makes sense. Really quick though, backtracking just a little bit. Uh, I really like the Japanese voice acting in Ghost of Tsushima. That's something that Toshihiro Nagoshi also said was cool.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I read that too. That it was really well done. They were impressed by the level of authenticity, which Although, is awesome. I think the lip syncing is synced to the English. It is because it's originally it was originally English.
0: Game, yeah. And that's why I played... The, the rest of it in English because it was weird seeing the Japanese voice and the the lip flaps not moving correctly. Yeah, and if it was intended to be in English, then, you know, why not?
1: And you know, it, why not give them that?
0: Yeah. It, the English voice acting, surprisingly, did not detract too much from the, the actual Yeah, game. like the
1: characters actually have, like, Japanese accents. Not thick enough that,
0: you know... Like, not it, racist. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It yeah. Was just like,
1: like... Like, slight Japanese accents so it's like, okay, well, you know, this feels authentic. Like, it was these respectable. Are, like, these Japanese people, like, these are Japanese people who are speaking English. Right. But, it, you yeah know, like, it it felt authentic as far as coming from someone who's not Japanese. Yeah, know, exactly. It and felt authentic enough.
0: Yeah, the main character was Japanese too. The main voice actor was Japanese. So yeah. I thought that was really cool. I mean, yeah, I it, mean, they
1: pronounce everything properly as far yeah. as I can tell. So
0: yeah, not with like S- a Sushima. Yeah, Sushima. <laughs> not Tsushima. <laughs> Yeah. Tsushima. So it, yeah, overall, fantastic game. I'm I'm gushing, but there, I'm sure Alisa has her thoughts. We'll talk about later. Um, all right, so. If you want to leave us a comment, um, leave it on wherever this podcast is hosted. Leave it in the comment section of um, Podbean, YouTube, Stitcher, and we'll read on the podcast. You can leave us a review on I- Apple Podcast slash iTunes, and we'll also read that on the podcast. Um, you can send us an email the old-fashioned way, contact at downtime.live. You can go to our website, contact. I'm sorry, that's no, not, not the website. The website's www.dantime.live. Click on the contact form. Leave us a comment in that way. Um. Yeah, uh, I think that's it. Any other closing thoughts? Stay safe out there, everyone. <laughs> Wise words. Well said, well said. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the 141st episode of Dantime Podcast. Have a good day, night, evening.
1: See ya.